0: <laughs> Welcome to my lab.
1: Hi, Chris. Come in. <laughs> um, I know we're getting ready for Halloween. It's nice to see that you've not done any decorating.
0: The ambiance
1: was already so
0: perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess oh, it's I
2: can Master. Yes.
0: Oh God, you're
1: both in on it. Um. It's Halloween. No, no
0: he's no. He, he just he won't leave. Um, oh,
1: that's my
0: my. I'm he, trying to get in the spirit this year. No, no. You see that you see the man spider, The chain. You see the man spider with the chains over there. That was supposed to be my Igor. Oh, OK.
2: What? You had a different Igor? Yeah. Oh, man, you, here I was trying to do my you best. Can,
1: he, you can see him. He's the man spider over there in the corner. I thought
2: he was the experiment. Oh, I feel like such an idiot.
1: His name
0: is Jeff. He's a really cool dude. You have to learn sign language, though.
1: Huh. <laughs> yes. Theme song?
2: do 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 do
1: do 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 do
3: do 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 do
1: And remember when TGIF would do the Halloween episodes and they would all get spooky versions of their theme songs? <laughs> yes, no. I do. That was
2: the best. I remember there was a Boy Meets World where everyone died and it was real
1: dark. <laughs> yeah. It else was pretty great. What? That time I welcomed everyone back to Draft the Universe, the Nerdfight Battle Royal. Spooky edition. Where we pick a topic, spookily, pick our favorites. Scary favorites, and then we fight to the death to the murder and then become ghosts and then become ghosts I'm Trefair.
2: I'm Ben and I'm
0: Murder
1: Chris hi Murder Chris
2: it, it's the uh, holiday uh, October only version of Chris it's got <laughs> pumpkin shaped marshmallows <laughs> I'm delicious I mean hey more power to you the regular Chris cereal is somehow uh, sharper, Captain Crunch. Um, That's true. Yeah,
1: it's basically like sandpaper. The cereal. I mean, if I could turn me into a pumpkin spice version of myself every fall, I'd be living a very different life. I kind of feel like you're pumpkin spice all year round, buddy. <laughs> I, I try to be. That's <laughs> I don't know. Life
2: goals. I don't understand. I, I would have thought that the spice to go with the season would be scary spice,
1: not melange. <laughs> That's right. Oh, shit. Let me check and see if there's some Dune news. There shouldn't be. <laughs> it's done filming. Like, yeah, we're waiting really... for a trailer. Yeah. Uh, actually, um, New York City Comic Con might have a trailer. Oh, so, I'm real excited about that. I don't know if there's a Dune panel at New York City Comic Con, um, but it's definitely not that this weekend because it's almost Halloween right now, Yep, and time is definitely a solid
2: Time can be a solid. Time is like a person with lactose intolerance. Yeah. It might be a solid. It might be a fluid. It might. So it's Odo. Never stop coming.
1: Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Ty- time is Odo. Okay. Well, I got you it. see,
2: the years start coming and they don't stop coming. You get back to the rules and you hit the ground running. It didn't make sense not to live for fun.
1: Your brain, brain gets, gets smart, smart but, but your, your head, head gets, gets dumb. dumb. And There's it. so much to do. So much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? Because back streets back. All right.
2: right. <laughs> Thank you, guys.
1: Boom. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're here for. Speaking,
0: <laughs> speaking of fucking back streets back, I'm going to throw down the gauntlet here. Best Halloween music video ever. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it was a fantastic Halloween music video. I, didn't I know don't know a if it's better than Thriller.
0: Thriller is in its own category. That's fair. Because like Thriller was a short film, not a music video. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Thriller is a short film. And and clearly, uh, Backstreet's Back is paying, the music video, is paying homage to it in a handful of ways. Agreed, Um, yeah. And to be honest, I haven't seen it in like 10 years. Thriller
1: or Backstreet's Back? Backstreet's Back. So
0: I'm remembering that it was awesome. I hope that it's as good as I remember.
2: (laughs) Um, But if it's not, let me know, internet. (laughs) Surprisingly... Some things from your childhood don't actually hold up when you go back to them, except what? for Pogs. Pogs still great. Yeah. Uh, Transformers Beast Wars, no Transformers Beast Wars action figures, yes, yes. Transformers so, uh, Beast Wars Transmetals the video game,
1: bad. Transformers Beast Wars action figures still holding up, yes. So, um, at work, mm-hmm. um, I have a coworker who collects all kinds of Transformers. It's like his thing. And, um, he has brought a handful, knowing my penchant for puzzles has brought a handful of them in for me to fuck with. And holy shit, the Dinobot Transformer was one (laughs) of the hardest transformers I've ever had to solve. Cause like, it's a game with us, like he'll give me one and I have to get it into, he gives it to me in robot mode. I have to get it into vehicle or creature mode and then get it back into, and all I'm allowed to have are pictures of it in its two modes. So I know what it's mm. supposed to look like.
0: So we work at the same place and I would like to start doing this.
2: Down in the flavor mines. Yeah. Yeah. Down down,
1: down the, <laughs> in the flavor. Yeah, the flavor mines. <laughs> flavor mines. mines. Yeah. Where do you no, think listen, al- Guy Fieri, We're not
2: <laughs> where do you think the flavor <laughs> for all those those bubbly waters comes from? It's not fruit. It comes from the flavor mines. <laughs> that you are right.
0: The the flavor of our many bubbly waters in the bunker has to come from somewhere, and you are correct. Well it's
2: our number one export. It is flavor.
0: Full. Export is an interesting word. If you mean we put it in a store and then pre- pretend to pay for it ourselves, um, then
1: yes, export. Do you ever feel crushed by our own narrative sometimes? What do you think
2: we trade for all those new electric ladies? It's flavor.
1: Speaking of which, I've got first pick. And well, I'm just we haven't told st- them what we're doing this week. Oh, yeah, we're, we're drafting horror movie tropes.
2: Because we didn't actually get to debate them last time.
1: No. Uh, yeah. Last Halloween we tried, and then we got uh, Ghost Bunkered. Um, which go back and listen to Ghost Bunker if you um, want. Um, I would say that it's it probably episode.
0: it's probably the most entertaining thing that has ever happened to threaten the lives of all involved.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, ben got beat up, aware of
0: Ben got beat up real bad. Oh, real bad. bad. Um, yeah. I, well, okay. So I should say this. I'm I'm, I'm telling the story. I was not actually there. Um, no, <laughs> I was in a I was in a cell in the bunker, um, and there was an evil robot version of me.
2: Well, there was a robot
0: version.
1: That's fair. I don't need to cast dispersions or uh, imply. I, I think Ben's implying your morality rather than the robots here.
2: I'm just saying it was a fairly accurate representation, as far as I could tell. Actually, no, the robots were nicer to me than you guys (laughs) normally are.
1: (laughs) Hush now. That's that's right. I I forgot that the robots stayed around for a few weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, feel free to not listen to the episodes after Ghostbusters. Or do. Those are,
2: like, the only episodes I got to win.
0: (laughs) I loved it. Evil Robot Affair had this way of talking where he tried to sound evil, but he was really just pronouncing his words better.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a thing.
0: Fuck, man. This is our second uh, Halloween
1: edition, which means
0: yeah.
2: number
1: first trope, sequels nobody asked for. <laughs> well, you don't have the first pick, Ben. That's true. I do. And, oh, fuck, I was going to segue into something real good. What was it? (laughs) It, it, I had it all set up, and then you stopped me because we had to (laughs) introduce the topic. (laughs) We didn't introduce the topic. That's okay. I stopped for a good reason. (laughs) What was it? Probably not that great. (laughs) I thought it was good at the time. We'll we'll never, ever know. (laughs) We'll never, ever know (laughs) until I go back and listen to this episode and go, oh, shit, it was this.
0: Is there a word in another language for, you know, l'esprit d'escalier? Spirit yes. of the staircase. Is there a word for that except for segues on a podcast? <laughs> um,
2: I'm sure the Germans have a word for it. <laughs> oh yes. It's for the, anybody who doesn't know, the spirit of the staircase is when, after a, an argument, you think of your proper rebuttal, and it's like as you are leaving the scene, going down the stairs, you're like, "Mert, I should have said this." <laughs>
0: yeah. Maybe it's like uh, Podkastensgeist Geister,
3: something like
2: that. Yeah. yeah um, Pods I'm sure it's not
1: <laughs> Podskostensen. Pods- Um, maybe it's uh, (laughs) what it would be, it'd be Schaden Jobs, Schaden Jobs, yeah, Steve Jobs instead of Freud. It was as multiple layers of a pun there. Sorry, um, that would probably be
2: Schaden Marin, so
1: Schaden Marin, (laughs) yep, that is
2: now that is now the term for it.
0: (laughs) All right, we are as as always,
1: uh, pioneers on the very forefront of words and grammar <laughs> <laughs> I like to think we're making Lorian proud somewhere mm. glorian oh yeah um wait
0: we really should iron that out
1: at some point right yeah yeah anyways um so i've got the first pick yep and i'm going to go ahead and i'm going to i'm going to pull a fast one here guys oh i'm okay i'm taking something that I know was going to go and I've got five picks before I get another here. So I'm going to go ahead. First pick of this draft. It's time guys. I'm fighting my fears. I'm going to, I'm going to take a step forward and to be a better person, I'm going to encounter what I'm most scared of and I'm drafting murder basements.
2: (sighs) I don't know if that's what you're most scared of. Well, it's, it's, on that. The
1: list. it's that I thought he was most scared of the dark room. It's that. What now. The dark room. The what now? Ben, he's making progress.
0: So it, it, it also happens that the murder basement is filled with mushrooms, too, so you'll be conquering another fear. Oh, great. Yep. Well, I
2: don't think you can conquer being <laughs> allergic to something.
0: <laughs> we'll certainly find out on the next exciting episode of Draft the Universe. Oh,
2: God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Chris EpiPen <laughs> edition. Oh, <laughs>
3: For every for every topic, I'm not okay.
2: every topic Jafer loses, he gets stabbed with an EpiPen. I, no, I think he'll need most it. expensive episode we've ever done, and that's saying something.
0: Fuck the beer episode was real expensive. For yeah,
2: me. yeah, it was. We could have had all these nice new microphones. What two like a year and a half ago?
3: <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: All right, Chris, all it's right. your pick. Cool. Um, Who? I'm so I'm so um, I'm so thrilled by the prospect of you taking murder basement right off the top. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad you're happy.
0: I have to say though, um, I have moved on from murder basements.
1: Yeah,
2: he's now gone to uh, uh, abandoned moon bases. This <laughs> no. is basically a murder basement on the moon. Nah, that was
0: <laughs> that was very 2018, Chris. Um, which, if you recall, is when we went to the moon. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> no, um, I've actually moved on to uh, another uh, interesting thing. I think that it's substantially different. Um, it's definitely compelling me in a lot more ways. I've been spending a lot of time um, in this in this place as well. Uh, this is going to sound like this entire draft is just locales, but it's not. I promise you. Um, so um, I'm going to travel, uh, if you uh, go with me cinematically, uh, into, okay. J- into Jaffer's room.
2: Okay. Oh. And then oh, it- it's- It's horrible in here. And then mm, in- into, nice. into the bathroom. You can tell he's never showered, which is canon. No, 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 no. You no, admitted no. to never showering here. <laughs> no, he is showering. He is showering. <laughs> you' showering, can, just you not can, you can see- shower.
0: You can see the mirror is all fogged up um and he's he's in the shower and we zoom towards the sh- the shower curtains and then cinematric we go straight through them we see Jafar only from like the mid chest up we don't see any nipple we don't see anything uh, untoward okay Ugh. right and then we look at his face with the water coming down on it mm-hmm. and we travel into
1: the shower head
0: oh that's tra- a
1: neat cinematographic And we travel trick down there.
0: and we travel down the pipe Words are
1: hard. right
0: yeah um, from the shower into the walls, we pass through many labyrinthine passages, and
2: we end up in the murder basement
0: the murder sub basement
2: that 's where that 's where the tubes go through, yeah, yes, so it 's the murder sub basement,
0: which oh. had I known was here, I would have picked last year um <laughs> because it 's even more murder than the murder basement it 's below the murder basement,
1: <laughs> oh good. <laughs> I can already tell next week's debate is not going to be good for me. <laughs>
2: Mushrooms and murder sub-basements.
1: <laughs> All right, Ben, you've got two.
2: So I'm going to go with uh, a really fun uh, bit of villainy, possibly. Uh, it is a uh, something called Morton's Fork. And Morton's Fork is when a character or a person is presented with two options. And option A... Something bad happens. Option B, a different, similar, something bad happens. It is when the protagonist is forced to make a choice, and either choice leads
1: to them losing. Oh, um, so it's the inverse Xanatos' Gambit. Uh,
2: yes. Yes, so the Xanatos' Gambit, no matter what you choose, I win. Morton's Fork, no matter what you choose, you lose. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, designed, it was derived by uh, the tax-collecting practices of the Archbishop of Canton, Archbishop of Canterbury John Morton, who uh, basically he would go up to somebody, and he's like, "Hey, you're living a rich and extravagant lifestyle. That means you can afford to pay your taxes. Hey, you're living a very frugal and uh, subsistence lifestyle. That means you've saved up enough money to pay your taxes." And he he this sounds more nefarious than it actually was. It was a way of him m- shaming rich people into paying their taxes. Um, mm-hmm. So he wasn't, like, showing up to peasant huts and doing this. It was just, hey, it doesn't matter if you're a rich guy who's living frugally. We all know you're a rich guy. It's medieval England.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a very short list. We all know your name. We know who you are. (laughs) Hey,
0: you ain't living in a fuddy in a... I am so fucking terrible at this. (laughs) Hey, you ain't living in a mud hut, uh, ain't it?
2: (laughs) How do you know he's a king? Well, he ain't got shit all over him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so it is the inverse Xanatos gambit. All right. It is no matter what you choose, you lose.
0: Hmm. All right. Excellent. I'm looking forward to um, discussing
1: that and not experiencing it. <laughs>
3: yes.
2: Yeah, that will be fun to talk about <laughs>
1: and not live through or live through vicariously. So it yeah. doesn't
2: matter if you want to talk about it or not because you still lose. Yeah.
0: Speaking of, we should really get Lorianne out of the bunker
2: before next week.
0: Or, just in case. Or
1: Glorian, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's... Let's get them both out of the bunker. We'll we'll figure it out when we find her, which we're totally going to go look for as soon as we're done recording.
2: We also need to make sure Seth isn't here and Geeky Greek actually left, although I'm pretty sure he was some kind of computer
1: hallucination. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yep. We'll figure it out. All right. So you got another pick, Ben. All right.
2: And now I'm going to go with one of my other favorite horror tropes. Everyone's a suspect. Ooh. Yep, those situations like in uh, Murder on the Orient Express where you find out everyone on this train had a reason to be the killer and had motive and means and opportunity. Or uh Fuck, the newest
0: Murder on the Orient Express was so good. Oh,
2: yeah, it was oh, great. I need and to it watch w- it. it. It's great, I've got it on Blu-ray. Can, and it was in the f- middle of my... Yeah. Uh, I, I had a very lucky strike of uh, a few months where all the movies I watched had Daisy Ridley in them. Oh yeah, and she's a delight. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: we went and saw it together. I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Fucking uh, Kenneth Brennan on it.
2: Oh, he's yeah. so good, so great. All right. Um, and I, I, I like everyone's a suspect because it can also uh, mix in with uh, uh, like a, a, a ten little Indians and then there were none scenario. Where it's we know there's no one else here and somebody is killing everyone, um, yeah. so it's one of us.
0: I think it's there's also an episode of the Twilight Zone um, called uh, like something on on Maple Street. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Th- no, this I one? don't. It's where um, all of a sudden all the electricity goes off and they can't really get to the outside world and like basically the first thing that starts happening is that the entire neighborhood starts devolving down into a. Um, well, so-and-so is doing this weird thing and they must be responsible for all this and it ends essentially with, um, well, I won't, I won't spoil a f- you know, fucking 50-year-old t- oh, TV wait, episode. Oh, is this
2: the one where there's two aliens who it's their experiment? Yeah. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> basically, the aliens are actually responsible for it, but they the, the, the experiment they're doing is just like, look, you turn off their power and they basically kill themselves.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> there's a very, the... In my opinion, the best uh, mission in uh, any Elder Scrolls game is an Elder Scrolls IV: Oblivion in the Dark Brotherhood Assassin's Quest line where you do an and then there were none scenario. Yeah. And you are the killer in the locked house. And if you do it right, you can get people to start killing each other. And <laughs> like people are convinced, like, I know it's not me and I know it's not you. Ah, we need to get out of here. <laughs> And so uh, I just love everyone's a suspect uh, uh, narratives. Yeah,
1: sounds great. Yeah, I'll have to uh, watch uh, Murder on the Orient Express here.
0: Oh, it's really, really good. It's fantastic. Okay, You owe yourself
2: it. Leslie Odom Jr., great. Uh, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Chris, it's your pick.
2: <sighs> yes, and
0: I am pretty excited about this one. Um, so as you might know... Um, <laughs> Konnichiwa, Chris um, uh, Nihongo benkyo shima- What are you talking about, me? Um, i am, in there. I am learning Japanese right now.
2: Um, yeah.
0: And I'm using it as an excuse to enjoy a lot of uh, nerdy Japanese things that I haven't really allowed myself to like in a while, like um, anime. anime and a bunch of things. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> s- sorry, I was trying to. S- I thought I, you were drifting off, and I tried to say it in a place we could cut it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why, why are we going to cut that out?
0: Why, when have I ever given you the illusion, Ben, that I wouldn't lean directly into a reference about hentai?
1: <laughs> are you about to draft tentacle monsters? Because <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that after what happened last year. That's true. Was there a tentacle monster? No, I don't think. But we know what happened last year. We know year. what happened last year.
0: Oh, oh, you're saying, so like, if it, oh, it's not going to happen. Come on. It can't, no. it couldn't possibly happen two years in a row.
1: Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What podcast would plan for that? <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: So I got a book recently uh, called Japan Demonium. It is an English uh, translation. I think it's actually the first English translation of the works of Toriyama Sekien. He is the guy who popularized the pop culture concept of yokai in Japan in Edo uh, period, Japan. Uh, so essentially, that's
1: like Pokemon before they were cute, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. And, and so the cool thing is. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. So okay. Please explain. Sure. So yokai. Yeah, remember, uh, assume I don't know what you're lo- talking lo- about. I was. Yeah. I was going to get to it. Yokai, um, in Japanese folklore and mythology, are like so. The word yokai just means like monster or like a yeah, thing you can go explain, watch, right? A thing you can't explain.
1: Um, sorry, yokai go watch.
0: Yes, yokai, yokai watch is a new uh, anime slash video game series. That's why they're popular now. But this is like these these creatures actually go back hundreds of years. They go back to like the 12th century. Yeah. But um, in a interesting example of something happening. Before you imagine that it happened for the first time, people in Edo era Japan got really into yokai to the point where they were like
1: really into yokai. <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> they were like they were like trading pictures and telling stories about them and like like no shit. It's basically the first Pokemon thing. All right. like yeah. People are just so into it and they start making up stories
2: and. Um, and so, so for people, Halloween people are dressing up as sexy uh, <laughs> sandal ghost or whatever it is. <laughs> I know about some uh, Japanese folklore monsters, but um, yeah. I wasn't familiar with the term yokai. I'll,
0: uh, I'll go over some 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 more uh, some more yokai. sexy hunger ghost. <laughs> so there's a, there's one called Shirime, Uh and Shirime is a person. You're basically you're walking along a street at night, and a person in front of you like turns around, catches your eye. They turn back around. And they moon you. Like they, they lift up their robe over their butt, except that in place of their anus is an eyeball. Yes. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> okay. Um, and so like there's a bunch of these things. Some of the coolest ones are like General Seto is like a cool little spear-wielding general dude who is made out of broken pieces of porcelain. <laughs> yeah, that's my jam. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, so uh, this was popular uh, in part it was kind of like a uh, I don't know if it was inspired by Edo. Edo Japan was roughly coincident with the
2: Victorian era in in Europe. Is that right? Uh, the I've always heard it the uh,
1: Elizabethan era. Elizabethan.
2: Um, I don't know when. Um, when was it? When this would be? Uh, it was like seventeen seventy six. Yeah, so this would be uh, uh, okay. Elizabethan. Victorian Elizabethan. is eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: well, this was like the late seventeen seventies into the eight,
2: early eighteen hundreds um yeah so and uh victorian is uh 1800s up through the turn of the century
0: okay so it, mm-hmm. so anyways this is a japan that is much more modern yes um, it is finally
2: a... opened up to the re- to the western world yeah okay. um
0: not entirely i think i think at that point there was only like a couple of tom cruise yep. they must, come in yet they must learn <laughs>
2: of our, our peaceful ways through force <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah um but so basically uh uh this is like a uh not the like classic historical Japan that you're thinking of, but like a, one that looks a little bit more like Europe at that time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, people were having like parlor parties of what would later become popular in the West. I guess if it would be late, I don't, I don't know exactly the relationship between, between these things, but you'd have like a psychic over to dinner. Right. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, and they would like make the table move and, and shit. And it was all, it was all mostly bogus as Houdini, like conclusively proved during his lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another fun story. If you don't know about that, Google it. Oh yeah, Houdini, um, Houdini. Houdini and the psychics. Yeah, Houdini, oh, yeah. the, the <laughs> Houdini and his anti-psychic crusade.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, the only dude to like <laughs> plan a an experiment to prove that there were no ghosts. Yep. Mm-hmm. He died, and his wife knew a passcode that only they had ever talked about. I'm gonna. I'm on such a tangent right now, but he it, died in Michigan. Yeah, he yeah. did. He, yeah. He was a. Uh, uh, the athletic club, I think, or something. No, he like was that. at
2: the uh, the Mason, the Mason's, uh right? Uh, yeah, the Masonic Lodge or yeah, the Lodge, yeah, the Temple. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, okay, so people were having these parties, and uh, inspired by a lot of these yokai, what they would have is uh, called a Hyaku Monogotari Kandai. Is, is
1: that your draft pick? That is my draft pick. Can I get a spelling on that bitch? For <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just, just
0: show it to there me. There you go. Yeah. So the idea... Oh, fuck. I, no way I was ever going to get this. <laughs> the idea of a Hyaku um, Monogatari Kandai is essentially like you you have a gathering and you tell spooky stories to
2: each other. So, so it's like the Midnight Society.
0: Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Except that imagine in the Midnight Society, every time somebody finished a story, they poured a cup of water onto the fire and then continued, right? So the fire got lower and lower until it was almost dark. So in a Hyaku Managotari, you have a 100 candles um, lit or 100 lanterns lit. You tell a, 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 a spooky story, they are pretty short. Like mm. um, somebody would be like, I was walking down the the, uh, the street the other day and I spotted this man in a robe. And when I turned to look at his face, he had none. And that's it. Oh, yeah, two beca- hor- yeah. Yeah. yeah, two sentence story, horror stories, yeah, which hundred-
1: is a TV show now. <laughs> I don't understand some things. Regardless, it's fun, you can make
0: them up as clearly most of them probably were, but yeah. you could also just like attribute something that happened to you to a yokai. Like, there's a yokai who's responsible for like if the cold wind blows and you like get like a f- on your neck from something, like a, a branch or something, that's a yokai. Um, so, yeah, so basically you tell all these stories and one by one the candles are extinguished until you get to the last one. And most people chickened out at the last one because you, when you snuff the last candle, you're supposed to have, like, thinned the veil enough to, like, actually speak with and summon demons. So it was really cool. Um, and I am fascinated by this. I'm looking forward to learning more about it. All right. I apologize for how the it was almost necessary to give that much background to even understand what i was talking about but i i truly believe it's fair
2: japanese séances yes
0: yeah.
1: okay mm-hmm. so slash midnight séances so not pokemon no Okay. Although, involved with Pokemon. Involved with Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. Well, after Kadvari Damacy here, i am got the next pick. After Violet Town. Uh, and Lavender Town.
0: I, I, okay. <laughs> I want to I jump in front of this possible joke thing that you're going to go on of mispronouncing a single Japanese word in as many way, ways as possible. I think it might be a little insensitive. <laughs> 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 but,
1: I mean... Why? You, you... It's your thing. Uh, Haikuma Gantari Kaidenkai uh, was, that was about... It was pretty close. Um, was about collecting things, right? Collecting stories. And Katamari Damacy is also yeah. about collecting things. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> I'm just saying they're more hold related. On a, hold on a
0: second. Are you was... about to choose Katamari Damacy?
1: Because <laughs> I, mean, I am all about horror.
0: it. It's horror to anybody that's in, in that universe. Horror. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, which is actually... Um, god it's got a name on tv tropes and it's what i was gonna take and i'm trying to remember it right now it's um mook horror show which is exactly that
0: Um, oh it's like when you show something from the perspective of an everyday person yeah yeah it's
1: um mook horror show is katamari damacy for sure um and that is uh when the superhero comes and beats up everybody but the superhero is portrayed as a monster, and the miscellaneous goons are everyday people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's you know when you make Batman extra scary.
2: <laughs> um, it, so. It's uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yes, yes,
1: <laughs> yes. Exactly that. My
2: fav- now on Amazon Prime. My favorite nice. place. Yeah. Oh, is, that a, is it a show now? No, it's a mo- but the movie is. F- uh, oh on Prime. yeah, the movie oh, cool. we'll watched. The
0: movie's great. Timothy Oliphant. Uh, no. No, it's another Timothy.
2: Um, it's. Uh, oh. Yeah. It's great. Just go see it. It's Gary Oldman <laughs>
1: and Tim yeah. Roth. Tim Roth, that's it. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Katamari Damacy. Timothy had me because it's Tim. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah. So, Katamari Damacy uh, is abject horror for everyone, but. The prince. the prince of yeah. all cosmos <laughs> and the king of all cosmos um for the prince it is an epic story of redemption uh slash getting your father's approval for the king oh, it is a story no. of indifference
2: <laughs> <laughs> is the prince of the universe don jr just no matter what he does his dad will never care about him hmm I don't really care. No.
1: Yeah, I don't care about Don Jr. enough to make this comparison. That's yeah. fine. We can cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was leaning into the joke, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, you... no, I,
2: I was leaning back into it. <laughs> 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 With that, that is how indifferent.
1: Um... All right. Um, so for my next pick, um, I'm going to take a classic horror movie trope um, that is uh, prevalent in a lot of movies, especially when it comes to, like, 80s horror. Mm -hmm. and then the resurgence of 80s-style horror movies that we had a couple years ago, and that is The Final Girl. Um, For those unaware, The Final Girl is that the trope of the sole survivor of the murder spree horror whatever is doing all of the bad things is uh, a single female, and it's a constant uh, reoccurrence in 80s horror. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's fun stuff. Notably,
2: uh, turned on its head and scream. And yes, final girl's not always a girl. It can also be LL Cool J. Um, (laughs) after his parrot gets eaten by a
1: shark. Uh, (laughs) Um, the final girl was like, um, Joss Whedon really took that trope in the Buffy, the vampire slayer movie and was all like, not only is this final girl, this is like final girl to the max. Like she is the chosen one. (laughs) Uh, So it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of interesting takes on it.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Sometimes the final girl is the final girl because they're also the killer. There's all (laughs) kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. Yep. All right, Chris. Um, I don't really know how to
0: express this one.
1: Oh, great.
0: (laughs) Um, I've written it down as what stranger things may come. Uh, reference to what dreams may come. Um, I I what I'm interested in here is like the feeling of Stranger Things. So like,
2: in, in like a, a in so a liter- when you're on a bus and somebody starts like putting their hands on your shoulders and you're like, hey stranger, don't. No. <laughs>
0: no, I'm talking like um, literally like thumping '80s basslines, like the synth, right? That kind of a feeling. Um, and then like alternate dimensions, govern uh, government conspiracies, um, like. Just like Stranger Things-ish. Like the quality of being the TV show Stranger oh, Things. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't really know how to pick out a single element from it. Um, and I feel like it's not worth picking out a single, single element. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm picking
2: the quality of Stranger Things. Well, hopefully you don't draft that one when I'm judging. I've never seen Stranger Things. It's cool. You should see it. I don't like... Horror stuff. It's, I'm
1: just trying to be game it during has, this draft. <laughs> it has more
0: in common with the Goonies. I,
1: uh, the Goonies is terrible, and Stranger Things is good. Well, they will fucking say it.
0: The Goonies is like the format for this type of thing. Yeah, no, Stranger
1: Things is more of a nostalgia fest under the guise of horror, and mm-hmm. it's I mean, but there's eighties nostalgia, there's, there's and like I wasn't a spooky alive then. Monster, but it's not scary. Like I, I don't yeah. think Stranger Things is at any point. Scary.
0: Well, it depends on like your like Ellen. Is there a like Stranger Things? Oh, and
1: Mad Max Fury Road is too scary for her to watch. Sure. Yeah, that's that. So
2: it's not scary, guys. Is yeah. there a werewolf bar mitzvah? Because I know those are spooky, spooky scary. scary. Yeah. Yes, because no. there's boys becoming men, then men becoming, becoming wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where else boys become men? Um, in R and B groups. Oh,
0: that's true. Yes. Yeah. Now I was gonna say "Stand by Me" as well. Another <laughs> uh, kind of like stand-in for some of the like nostalgia, kind of. Yeah. Of Stranger
1: Things, if you liked that, you probably like Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. All right, Ben, you got two in a row. Okay, man, we are
2: we are running through these picks. We are, I, and I see just like the number of things I have time for just constantly running out. And I'm going to, to channel that for my next pick. I'm going to take the ominous countdown. Ooh. There's a clock somewhere. It's running towards zero. Do you know what's going to happen when it hits zero? No. Do you want to find out? Goodness gracious, no. Hmm. And sometimes it can even, you know, in film it can be even more insidious because you can cut from a countdown the protagonist can't see to back to them. Mm-hmm. And so it's counting down and they don't even know it's counting down. That's true.
0: Uh, All of this reminds me about something. Um, don't let me forget. We got to talk about something after the podcast.
2: Just after some, the podcast. After the podcast.
0: Just something I've, I've been meaning to t- talk to you guys about. But okay. So like yeah. it'll be at
1: the very end of the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Ominous countdown, Bad. I mean,
2: it was something that was... Uh, it's not exactly horror, but it is definitely uh, anxiety inducing. In uh, the TV show Twenty Four,
1: yeah, just
2: every break you see the clock ticking further and further. Yeah. Um, yeah, and anytime there is a bomb to defuse, uh, yeah, it's it, also it's great in thrillers. It's uh, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's also really cool because you can make time do things that it doesn't normally do with that kind of thing. Like you do like five, four, two minutes of footage. Three, two, 30 seconds of footage, one. And it feels realistic because people are just so involved in the action. You can stretch it too far. There's like a couple of films that are very famous for doing this. but, But yeah, you can kind of compress time using this.
2: But I mean, it became such a trope that you have to nowadays not cut the wire at one because everybody cuts the wire with one second left. Um to the point where when James Bond had to do it he had to stop it with 7 seconds left um mm-hmm. so the readout read 007 yeah <laughs> and it was actually lampooned in the most recent uh uh mission impossible movie where they're trying to disarm two nuclear b- devices and they have to cut the wires at the same time and it's all right when should we cut the cut the the wires 2 seconds why 2 seconds? Why not just do 1 second? And it's just like um, I, it doesn't matter when we cut it. We just have to do it at the same time and hope uh, uh the, the <laughs> hero has done his his other job by then. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which fortunately they waited because it took him that one extra second to save the day. But um
3: yeah.
0: Speaking of 007, just a brief aside, I like had just like a weird thing happen to my head the other day at work. And I listened like nonstop to just the uh, Daniel Craig Bond themes over and over again.
2: You know, my name is so good. You know,
0: my name is so good. It is. Um, I don't remember. I never remember the name of the one from uh, Another Way to Die.
2: Yep, By uh, Rihanna and Jack White.
0: No, Jack White and Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. Yeah. Shit. Um, But that's like people like hated that one. I still not. I I still I still fucking love it. Um, I've
2: only listened to it when I saw that movie. Yeah.
0: Um, and then Skyfall, which is a song that I love but hate the performance of, actually has grown on me a little bit.
2: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. I feel really bad right now. I should have known better. Um, what? I, sh- I should have known my Bond themes better. I should have known it was uh, Alicia Keys. Uh, oh, no. But, it's fine. It's fine. Well, it's just... Bond is a thing I try to know a lot about. (laughs) Uh,
0: Alicia Keys is really disappointed in you, Ben. But then again, you said that it's not a good song.
2: Yeah. Well, that's more. I don't like Jack White.
0: Uh, Uh, So here's the thing about. No, we can't. We can't get off onto this tangent. Bond sure themes can. Bond themes represent pop culture, right? Mm-hmm. And Jack White was very much in pop
2: culture at that point. Not at that point, he was about 5 years out of being in pop culture, eh. which is right about where Bond movies live. <laughs> yeah. I mean Alicia Keys,
0: like they were they're both like uh, both Jack White and Alicia Keys were much bigger in terms of like their mass appeal 10 years ago, but they're both really well-respected musicians. Yeah. So but, but yeah, that's it's pop culture. Mm-hmm. Okay, whose
1: turn is it? Ben has another
0: pick.
2: Yes, I do, and uh, I I'd like to tell you what my last pick is, or my next to last pick is, and so I'm going to. But first, I need to explain why. I need to go on about it. I need to I need to monologue. I'm picking motive rants <laughs> when the bad guy explains. Why I'm the bad guy and what's going on, and because you you need to understand that I'm not the villain. You just don't see things the way I do, uh, and uh, then we've caught you monologuing becomes its thing, and um, <laughs> it's 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 great. And can oh, a lot of the greatest scenery ever chewed is in villain motive rants when the bad guy explains why they are the bad guy mm-hmm. or why they're not the bad guy. Uh, there's nothing, you know, sinister about what I'm doing. I'm just a vampire and I need to eat, you know, people to survive. And yeah. mm-hmm. do you care about the lambs and the, uh, the chickens you eat? No. So there's no difference between you and me, the vampire.
0: Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of when it's done, like, well. Um, which Bond film had uh, Javier Bardem in it? Uh,
2: that was uh, Skyfall. Skyfall. Skyfall.
0: Yeah. Skyfall. Like the where he t- fucking takes out his like prosthetic jaw.
3: Mm-hmm. That
0: was like a. It was like a moment where like it, it totally flips on its head. Where like you're just like, okay, I can see maybe that he has some issues that are <laughs> legitimate here. <laughs> yeah. But
3: yeah.
2: All right. But it's it's they tend to be great because, a lot of. Horror villains tend to be either really great character actors or it's an actor who is definitely too big for this film because they read the the final villain monologue and are just like, (laughs) I get to have five minutes of screen time and I just get to, you know, chew on every single piece of the scenery. And this is worth two months of my life to have this just, you know, in my reel. (laughs) Yep.
0: You know how I can tell that Ben has listened to a lot of Kevin Smith on podcasts. <laughs> he says, "Chew on the scenery."
2: It's a common phrase. I, I know, but K-
0: Kevin Smith says it like every other word. It's great. Th- this right. was this was not a uh, a dig at you at all. Have you do you actually listen to Kevin Smith? Uh, sometimes. Okay,
2: I, I have listened to uh, one of his podcasts a lot. Yeah.
0: Did you listen to um, Fat Man on Batman?
2: Fat Man Beyond now. Okay. Cool.
0: I'm glad they finally changed the name because
2: Fat- it's not about Batman for a while. <laughs>
0: yeah. Although to be to be honest, like I, I I don't think I've listened to it now. Like I listened to it until it stopped being about Batman, and that was worth it.
2: Oh, I I still really like the new version, yeah. and I but it might be because I really like Mark Bernardin. That's fine. Um, yeah. And I might really like Mark Bernardin because he was on staff on Deep Space Nine, and every so often he like mentions stuff about it, and I'm just like, <gasps>
3: <laughs>
1: sure, yeah. All right, Chris. Next to is you. <clears throat> uh,
0: so I'm actually going to like pivot a second, um, and I'm going to re- respond directly uh, to Ben's. Because while I appreciate a well-done vin- villain monologue, mm-hmm. what I really appreciate a ton more, and it's not uh, common, is Mandia sing which is where the villain monologues uh. having already accomplished what they aimed to do.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Greatest line in comic book history I did it 15 minutes ago.
1: Yeah, um, yeah it's just like oh my god! The first time I read Watchmen, and I read that, I was just like, "Fuck!" <laughs>
2: yeah, it's yeah, sure. You Night Owl Rorschach, you guys might be able to beat me up together, but it doesn't matter. I did the thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's I love it. It, it is such a great. Um, I don't know if I'd call it a trope so much as a total subversion of a trope.
1: Um, <sighs> the Watchmen TV show comes out in like. A week. You mean like it came out two weeks ago? Yeah, like it came out two weeks ago. I'm um, really nervous. <laughs> oh, did the new trailer look so good? Yeah. I am so in for it right now. Oh, I haven't seen the trailer, so. Okay, so it's like not the, the book, yeah. right? It's not a continuation. It's like clearly set like 20, 30 years later.
2: Oh, shit. I thought really? it was like 10 years. I thought it was in the 80s, 90s.
1: N- well, it, the original was in the 70s. Yeah, so I thought it was... And it's set no, it's set in like the modern day slash two thousands. Oh, okay. I thought Um, I
0: thought Watchmen was in like eighty three. Like the the fictional universe was in nineteen eighty three. It was
1: yeah
2: Nixon's fourth term. Yeah, which would have been Reagan's first term.
1: So yeah, that would have been eighty early eighty two. Yep. Um,
2: I used my knowledge of presidents. To figure
1: out when Watchmen was written was <laughs> taking place. Um, okay, That's so some yeah, nerdy fucking 80s. shit, Ben. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cause yeah Diaz is like an old man in it. Yes, played Ooh. by Jeremy Renner. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh shit. wait Right, <laughs> Just, <laughs> Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Jeremy I, knew, I knew who you're talking
0: about. I wasn't just like, "Oh, Jeremy, oh Hawkeye." No, I was like immediately. I was like, "Oh yeah, fucking Scar and and Alfred." Yeah.
2: Oh, I, I was thinking the bad guy from Appaloosa.
1: Yeah. Well, regardless. Yeah. Um, no, it Jeremy looks, Irons is great. It looks fantastic. Fuck. Yeah. I'm. Um, I'm all of a sudden kind of psyched about it because I didn't did not know that uh, Jeremy Irons. was No, like, I think it comes out like Sunday. Like it's real soon. You mean? Cool. Two weeks ago, I mean, two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> we'll watch. Um, we'll watch Watchmen sometime sure. in the near future, yeah. and then the TV show, uh, just as prep. Anyways, wait. Um, will we? Will we watch the Watchmen? Yeah. Who watches the Watchmen? Me, many times. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite story about the Watchmen
2: is when, uh, um, oh, the Jeffrey Dean Morgan got the script, like got sent the script for being the comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he read it and the comedian dies, you know, two pages into the script and he like called up his uh, agent to be like, why the hell did you send this to me? And he's just like, read the goddamn script. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm a two bit character who like dies, you know, uh, two minutes into the movie. Why did you send
1: me this? Why'd you send me this whole thing? (laughs) Why do they need Uh, me this many days? Man,
0: we could spend an entire podcast geeking out about how awesome Watchmen is. Jeffrey,
1: uh, Jeffrey Dean, Dean? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, Jeffrey Dean yeah, Morgan. Yeah, he's so good isn't it. Uh, he's oh. yep. he so great. So, oh, God, it's so good. All right. Um, okay, so I've got two picks now. Two picks this time. And I'm going to go ahead and start off with... Left foot, let's stomp. It's taken human form. Oh. Yeah. Has it? Uh, I mean, that is presumably why the pick has come up. Uh, so this is hmm. the main trope in my one of my favorite movies of all time. So this is um, it's taken human form. Ha ha!
2: Ah! Sorry, I had to make sure you weren't a robot. Uh, we'll remove the pencil later.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, th- I thought you had taken human form, <laughs> and I've been hurt before. <laughs>
1: Why would you? St- Chris is right there, and he's not even talking. <laughs> Ha! ah. <laughs> oh. Okay, Ben, you've clearly got some it damage. It doesn't. It doesn't.
0: It doesn't actually hurt that much. I've, I've I've had
1: worse. It's just a pencil. Um, I notice I'm bleeding a bit, and you're not, Chris. Well, the tip broke off in your uh, hand. Okay. Let,
0: uh, I'm, i understand your uh, your hesitancy here, so I'm just going to pull this out. See how it's bleeding now? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's get some on you. Oh, uh, like, oh, oh, that's oh, gross. Oh, there you go. Oh. See.
2: I just, I just wanted to make sure you guys weren't robots, okay?
1: I just wanted to talk about one of my favorite movies of all time, The Thing.
0: It's really important to me now, Ben, that you show us the same uh, respect and stab yourself with a pencil.
2: Oh no! Ah, it doesn't break my unbreakable skin.
0: Okay. Hmm. If that's how you want to play it. Okay. (sighs) Okay. That was very loud.
2: It went through my hand.
0: Yeah, yeah, it did.
2: I can write on on, on the pe- on the paper. With, uh, it's oh going God. through. Uh. Okay, okay, okay.
1: Uh. okay. All right. So it's taken human form. Let's get into Doctor Giggles quickly. Yeah. So Let's try and let's try and wrap this wrap up. this up. Um, it's taken human form. Is the monster looks like one of us? Ooh. And Does is, it is it the like central he, conceit.
0: <laughs> just a slob like one of us so <laughs> just a stranger the on the bus <laughs> trying like to find keith his way David. home
1: um, so no keith david's human at the end of that movie
2: or is he
1: no um it is no or he is. is he season it's uh what's his name is they're but, or, okay or, or wait no they're both it neither they're both the thing at the end i think i don't think that
0: this is important <laughs> okay um <laughs> to our point
1: anyways it's up for debate so um it's taking human form the thing great movie um and we'll talk about it more next week when we totally debate this stuff yes um my last pick um is inspired by you ben
2: oh is it jamming a pencil through your hand to prove you're not a robot
1: no it's the sociopath
2: because of my psychology degree
1: because of the goddamn bucket hat, Ben.
2: Yeah. It's not my fault Chris bought it for me.
1: Well, it is your fault it's Putting that on every- a hat doesn't let you disassociate from your emotions.
2: Uh, yes, it does, clearly. <laughs> it has been very successful thus far.
0: You know what? Let me let me pull up my Amazon.bunker account here and take <laughs> a look. Um, actually, so funny story, I didn't read the description. It actually does do that. Oh. Yeah. Made with a special kind of fabric that called asbestos. (laughs) (laughs) It disassociates you from your emotions, um, as well as from your uh, regular, you know, white blood cell count, um,
2: uh, disease-free life. um,
1: Okay.
3: Yeah.
2: From a lack of bananas on your hat. It's a lovely hat. I love it a lot.
1: I wish you'd take it off right now. But it's Chris's pick. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of
0: things that I bought for you guys, how come you haven't, the, you haven't worn the chess boxing?
1: I, I literally wore it yesterday. Oh, I didn't see you yesterday. Speaking of things <laughs> we bought you, why have we not watched Bon, bon cop, cop, Bad, bad Cop? cop.
3: <laughs>
0: okay.
1: That's Bon we Cop, Bad Cop. We seriously need to watch we Bon needs, Cop,
0: Bad it's Cop. It's almost been a year, Chris. <laughs> bon Cop, Bad Cop, things we will bring <laughs> to the next recording session, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, So my next one was inspired um uh, by a film I saw recently that I really like... Uh, uh, Shutter Island. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, Shutter Island is a lovely
2: suspense. I guess I, I don't know if I would count it as pure horror. It's, it's a very cold island where you have to where you shake and maybe you you cuddle together for warmth. That
0: technically does happen, I think. And you're just like <sighs> they are. People, <sighs> people are very cold in this film, um, and it's filmed with outside. It's filmed with a very like. Kind of pale blue, kind of color grading. So yeah, it does look a little bit cold, um, but it's a, it's a lovely I was film. Making
2: a homonym joke.
0: It's a lovely film, and the thing that I really was drawn to about it is that the the main character, who I won't go into much detail about because that's kind of you know like what is going on in this film is part of the uh, part of the appeal of it. Right? Um, uh, he gets fixated on finding his way into a lighthouse. Um, which is just really cool because like a lighthouse is a really cool icon. You, like you see it up on a hill, it's casting its light, but it it itself might be something of like it's harder to get to, um, and like what's inside the lighthouse, you know? Uh, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a, it, it's an appealing target, um, especially if somebody becomes slightly obsessed about it. Uh, so what I'm going to take is kind of like the encapsulation of that idea in in a couple of other forms. So the locked door, right? Mm. The first thing that you want to do. When
2: you arrive at a locked door, is unlock it and go through it and see what's in it. So and you need to find some lock picks. And it might be helpful if you, the master of unlocking things, had some lock picks.
0: That's true. Um, or if you have YouTube, watch the lock picking lawyer. He's really
2: good. Um, I was really expecting Jafer to uh, jump at his was it Barry Barry Burton Barry Burton reference.
1: You were almost a Jill sandwich.
2: No, I. Uh, Here's a lockpick. This might be helpful for you, the master of unlocking things.
1: Oh, yeah. Man, I haven't played Resident Evil in <laughs> a long time. <laughs> to
0: put it... Yeah, I mean, I think Sorry. it's... The, the closer way to... to uh, the, I think more accurately, it's something like, uh, I found a lockpick. It would be good if you, Jill, the master of unlocking, took it with you.
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's It's rough regardless.
0: <laughs> It's it's very nostalgic though. <laughs> I well, didn't even yeah. I didn't even play Resident Evil One, mm-hmm. um, and to, to this day, like I finished Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, um, I loved it. I bought Resident Evil Two, and I loved the first like half of it, and I mm-hmm. can't get through the second half because it's too spooky for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird like I I'm okay like I can get through shit right. I am good at. Like, making my way through something, as long as I have enough fucking ammo. And in Resident Evil 2, I don't have enough fucking ammo.
2: (laughs) Well, Chris, I thought for sure you were going to take There's Always a Girl, There's Always a Lighthouse. but uh,
0: Oh, that's a good one.
2: um, That's a good one. I I love that. I love that. I love the end of uh, Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite.
0: Bioshock Infinite has, like, the ending infuriated me, but I love it.
2: I, I, yeah. Was so on board for that ending, but so, I also understand I'm, I'm somebody who, I, some people need video games to at the end reward you for your work. I'm okay with at the end of this video game, it has told me a really really cool story. Yeah, <laughs> um, which is why I'm really really okay with the end of Far Cry Five, because, spoiler alerts if you if you haven't played Far Cry Five. Yeah, it's been out for a free 30, year. Fast forward thirty. Um, <laughs> at the end of the game, you take down the bad guy, and then a nuclear war happens that has nothing to do with what you've been doing in the game. And so there was a whole bunch of people super butthurt about how, hey, but I but I won. Why why did this happen? And it's like because it had nothing to do with anything you were doing. You were in Montana. That's where all the nuclear launch silos are. Yeah, a war happened, and so somebody first struck all of our <laughs> nuclear silos because you were trying to shut down a cult in that area, has nothing to do with the rest, like whatever was happening outside in the, of... In the wider world. Yeah. Outside of Hope County. It was uh-huh. also
0: it was also a fun way for them to set up the sequel
2: as yeah. well. Yeah, and I thought it was a super, super fun game, and it is completely in touching with the endings of Far Cry 2 through, you know, 4, so why would uh, yeah. 5 be any different?
0: Yeah. There's been a bunch of video games that have kind of dared to do that, um, I'm trying to remember what it is, but there is one. Uh, it's either like a Call of Duty or like... a You're talking Mac- about Spec Ops The Line? Oh, no, that's that's a separate one, but fucking Spec Ops The Line. Jesus, if you haven't played that, play it. It is like required reading, I think. Yeah. Like you owe, you owe it to yourself to play Spec Ops The Line as like a denizen of the modern world. It is that important, I, I feel at least. Um, but no, there's like a Medal of Honor or a, Co- or a Call of Duty game where the last mission is basically your character, ha- like having failed to prevent nuclear strike, uh, dies.
2: Um, it is the very middle of uh, uh, Mo- Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare One. Yeah, sorry, m- sorry,
0: middle of the game.
2: Yeah, but yeah. And so one of your characters, like, just watching out of the back of a helicopter as mushroom cloud. Helicopter gets hit by the EMP, goes down, and you just die. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. I,
0: I appreciate when games take chances like that. hmm Yeah.
1: All right. Ben, you've got the last pick.
2: The last pick. And while I would really, really love to take There's Always a Girl, There's Always a Lighthouse. Um, <laughs> I'll save that for my video game trope's draft, um, which add to the list. <laughs> yeah. And I will go with... One thing that horror movies are able to do that uh, I believe proves why film is an important uh, medium to experience horror stories, they can do things with sound, both the sound you hear and the sound you don't realize you're hearing. Mm -hmm. That can just make you feel things that reading a book can't. Yeah. Um, make you feel things that, you know, seeing a live performance can't. Because they can do things with sound that can't be replicated in the real world, but uh, y- it just feels so like... Oh, kind of like that. Um, hmm. Fuck, we were, just, we were just... You, you just brought it up. You were the one who was just recently complaining that we haven't heard from the commissioner in a while.
0: I I, I wouldn't say complaining, more observing. But um, so I guess Jafar,
1: whoa, 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 no, 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 I'm not. It no. was your phone. No, I'm
0: no. Okay, no, okay, no, okay, okay. No, not again. That's fine.
1: I I don't need to
0: see anything in the next week or so. So here we go. Your code is. Four twenty sixty nine? Always. Four twenty sixty nine. Okay. Um ah oh, okay. Ooh, that's uh well, It feels like salt being pressed into my eyeballs. Mmm. Uh it says Great ideas, guys. I'll get to work on it. Oh, oh no. We don't know what that means. Maybe do you think that maybe the... We
1: need to go find Lorianne. Do you think the commissioner is going to
0: produce this we episode We need to go find
1: Lorianne. They
2: they'll do whatever they want to do. That is the commissioner's want.
1: We've got like six days to remember to go find Lorianne. So let's go do that. Lorianne? Lorianne.
2: Yes. Okay, Chris, we can't forget... Let's get let's wrap this episode up and we'll, we'll go search.
0: Okay, but we should. I'm I'm kind of hungry. We should get dinner first. Also, no, I
2: need to go to see Doctor Giggles about my hand. Yes. Yeah. Well, well yeah, yeah. We
1: got stuff we got to do. Yeah. You'll get dinner. I'll look for Lorianne. Ben will go to Doctor Giggles and I'll look. Send for, us off. And I'll look for. Glorianne? Same. Whatever. Same. Send us off, Chris.
0: All right. Well, uh, as always, a great thank you to the not spooky band, um, the band, (laughs) the kickstand, the band as always, a non spooky thank you to the kickstand band, a band that is not spooky, um, but is very fun for our theme song, how it feels and how it feels right now is painful in my eyes and also in my chest where Ben stabbed me with a pencil
2: and in my hand and in my arm. And feel free to shoot us an email at at gmail.com. Let us know what your favorite horror tropes are. Let us know what your favorite horror movies are. Let us know if you've ever been stabbed with a pencil.
1: Send us spooky pictures. Yeah. Or you can hit us up on facebook.com slash drafttheuniverse twitter.com at drafttheverse. There you can interact with us or our social media manager Keith. Thanks Keith. And uh, we'll see you next week internet.
3: Bye. Spook. During completion, estimated time remaining four weeks.